0: Realtor, Deb Tomorrow.
1: Hello and welcome to another fabulous edition of Real Real Estate Today. I feel like I haven't done a show in weeks, right? It's only been one week. We took last week off for Halloween, not for any good reason because I don't get trick-or-treaters and I don't dress up, but I thought i don't know
2: it's a good day just to take
1: a break right exactly so i am your host deb tomorrow and uh, you can always find us on facebook um that's deb tomorrow realtor where we post all kinds of links and information about our uh, shows and other good information the one thing that we didn't get to talk about last week um because we weren't here on halloween was the property brothers picture
2: which one
1: the one, the, Both of them dressed as Wonder Woman. No. You can't unsee that. That was so disturbing. I
2: know. There should have been a, uh, a disclaimer in any type of social media or
1: emails that I received from friends. Like me, yeah. To say, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that to you. please, you know, put on some blinders. Not suitable for children. Mm-mm. We'll leave permanent scars. Yes. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that, that is actually one of my most popular posts on Facebook in the past week. So that tells you. But you know, it's that... You stop to see the car wreck kind of thing, so... All right, well, the other voice that you hear is Karen Rastel, who's the best damn lender in the state of Indiana with Ruoff Mortgage, so we uh, appreciate you joining us. And um, and I also want to give two shout-outs. I have two shout-outs to give today before we get into the show. The first one is to uh, Rachel, who is our associate producer, who, as we know, has the face of an angel and the mouth of a sailor, so we don't typically let her on air. But she is celebrating her birthday today, so we Yay. gave her the day off. Happy birthday, Rachel. So happy birthday, Rachel. We love you. And the other one uh, was I got a message from our old friend, Aaron, Aaron McClellan, who uh, is in Cincinnati now, yeah, and he told me he's getting ready to buy a house, and he's been listening religiously, and so I say thank you, Aaron, and I give a shout out to him. Yay. So that was kind of nice, yeah, too. That, that, that made boy. my day as I was at the gas station on my way over here in the cold, because it's gotten cold and dreary. So we are going to jump into things today, because we have um, a very special guest. I always feel like that was a TV show. There you go. A on next on a very special Blossom. We have a very special guest. I know that's dating me. Yeah, I didn't watch Blossom. I didn't either, but I don't know why I know that. Okay, just the weird things I need to empty out of my head. Oh, so we've got a guest and I've got a lead in. Okay. Okay, because you know I love to bash Zillow. We bash Zillow a lot on this show um, because it's just the bane of a realtor's existence. So I got an email um, on Monday. Okay. So yesterday, um, from Zillow at a seven eleven a.m. Uh, so I woke up to this, and they um, wanted to let me know that my home value had uh, gone down. Oh, two hundred forty seven dollars.
2: That was nice of them. Two
1: hundred forty seven dollars. So, so I had to write. I had to purge a little bit because I had
2: mm-hmm. when
1: I read this, then I had get the rate the Zillow rage. Yes. You know, so I have to like kind of write things down as my therapy. So um, this is what I wrote. I got another random update from Zillow about the value of my home. Their highly intelligent Stephen Hawking-like analysts have specifically studied my home and sent me an email to let me know that the value of my home went down $247. Do you see why this drives me batty and leads me to sedatives? Because $247 is maybe, I did the math, seven one hundredths of a percent of the entire value of my home. And they are telling me that they are so good that they can get that close to my actual value of my home. Uh, you know, I want to believe in people, but I'm sorry, you just, you can't get that close. That's pretty ridiculous. And yet so many people hold on to that as if it's the only truth in the universe. It's the only thing we know to be true. or is estimates. Mm-hmm. I hate that word. So that brings us, see, I'm going to come full circle here. Wait for it because it's going to happen. Uh, it brings us to our guest today. So my question is, have Zillow been in your home lately? Have they seen your receipts? Have they inspected your new cabinets? Have they inspected your basement wall for cracks? Uh, I've never seen a Zillow person come knock on my door.
2: I feel like I get a Zillow update every time a house sells in my neighborhood. And I live in a neighborhood. I know you don't. So I think any time a house... Sells or it gets listed, right. which happens all the
1: time, right. that I'm getting these emails. But they're not actually coming into your house and looking at how your house no, compares with not. that house, are you? Right. No. So if you hire an amazing contractor like our guest today, Lauren Wood, see how I came back around there, uh, Zillow isn't going to know that, right? Correct. They are not going to give Lauren the credit that he deserves. So um, have you ever, Lauren, gotten a call from Zillow to ask about the scope of any work that you've done on a house?
3: Not to my knowledge. (laughs) Not
1: to your knowledge. Excellent question. So, Lauren and his team do a beautiful uh, remodel in your home, and how does Zillow know? How does Zillow give you appropriate credit? They don't. The end. Moving on. Point made, right? Yes. Okay, so let me introduce our guest. Um, If you are listening locally, and I don't know, I haven't really talked with Lauren. We have a big uh, audience in Poland. We're very in the country, Poland, not, not the Poland, town. The yeah, we have a town nearby <laughs> called Poland, uh, and we have a town near, in Indiana called Mexico. Not those towns, but uh, and we're also very popular in various um, East Asian countries. I, I have a theory that people listen to me so they can learn to speak English, which is kind of disturbing, but I'm not sure. But anyways, uh, but even if you're not listening locally for Aaron and you're listening to in Cincinnati, um there's value in today's show because we're going to talk about remodeling and just some of the things that you need to know and how it works. And I can't tell you how many people I show houses to. And I think, well, this would be perfect except "Mm, we just need to take out this wall. And obviously HGTV makes it look really easy. um, And, Except we all know we're supposed to, like, determine if something's a load-bearing wall, right? And so we always look at it and go, yeah, I don't think it's a load-bearing wall.
2: That's the one thing I have learned from HGTV is that you just can't just go randomly, like, knock right. out a wall without checking with someone first to make sure that,
1: you yeah, know. Don't believe your realtor if they tell you it's a non-load-bearing wall because they don't know. Right. But they'll probably say that. Um, so there's going to be some really good information. So let's start off with... Um, I want to know just a little bit about history of Lornwood Builders and kind of how you got started and where you how you got to where you are today.
3: Sure. Well first of all, I just want to make sure that folks in Poland and elsewhere know how to spell Wood Builders. It's L-O-R-E-N-W-O-O-D Builders. And uh, even if you're not local, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Because we put all of our awesome stuff on there. Yes.
1: You have a great uh, Facebook page. I always get a lot of inspiration
3: looking at I, that. I, I prefer Instagram, but Do you we support all the social. I see you're younger Twitter. than I we're am. Not, we don't. We don't. <laughs> tweet. Uh,
1: no tweet. Okay, however, that's
3: fine. you asked about the origins of.
1: Yeah. Because I know you weren't always a builder.
3: No, that's not true. You were I mean, always, a, always builder. a builder. But this company did not start until about seven years ago. Okay. Yeah.
1: And what uh, precipitated you starting the company and kind of making that change into full time? That's
3: a, a really long story. I'll okay. try and give you the Reader's Digest version. Sure. Um, but I taught locally for about 10 years, and I built on the side, uh, you know, worked for other builders and worked for myself doing smaller scale jobs and at some point uh, at some point I, I decided to take a leave of absence for, from teaching for a year and, uh, and try building full time just because I, I loved it and I, I wanted the experience and after a month I knew I wasn't going back to teaching and I um, one of my old students is my office manager. I've hired oh, wow. many of my students over the years, and I, I and started. some other
1: teachers because I know some other
3: teachers. At and least one other teacher that works for you. Some of my staff are teachers. I yeah. don't try to mind <laughs> them, but somehow they find us. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was a. It, 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 for me, it was just an, uh, made sense. I I love building. I still love building, and uh, I it, it just
1: cool and so how many uh how many people do you have on uh, staff right now
3: uh 29
1: wow but when you started it was just you
3: uh yes just me
1: and so in seven years you've gone from one to 29 yes that's crazy and and that doesn't count subs because you probably work with a lot of subs
3: yeah it's just direct full-time employees
1: and how many projects have you completed do you know that number
3: I don't know that number.
1: <laughs> more than a dozen. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> How
1: many projects do you have going on right now?
3: I like for my clients to think that they're the only ones. Oh, my
1: uh, gosh. All right. Moving right. on. Right, right. Um, and so do you do more? I know you do both building and remodeling, right?
3: We, we have three divisions, remodeling, new construction, and commercial, Okay, Um, we do jobs from the very, very small replacing an automatic closure on a door for a downtown law firm. Um, you know, today I've got a guy looking at a a water leak in a basement behind an electric panel. Hmm. Um, we're also on the other end of the spectrum doing a large scale commercial renovation for uh the local climbing gym Hoosier Heights. Oh, yeah, uh, they've bought a church on South Rogers and we're doing a build out of a steel building for their metal building for their roped climbing and renovating the old church inside for bouldering and yoga. And don't yeah, the McDowell Baptist Church. I, I showed
1: guess. that property when it was for sale. Interesting. Well, I check so it out now
3: because it is awesome. That is
1: going to be. Check it
3: out on my Instagram page. Okay.
1: I'll get on that. Instagram and I, take a look at those. I already started following him as he was talking. Okay. I have to figure out how to follow people on Instagram because <laughs> I can barely open it. But, but
3: uh, yeah, but that's cool. So, so, you know, we have a, a group of project managers that focus strictly on renovation, a handful that focus on. New construction and a handful that focus on commercial.
2: Interesting. So, is there anything that that you have turned away from, or someone's come to you with some type of vision, or are you the type of person that would just try to take on any project?
3: We definitely have a hard time saying no. Uh, at the end of the day, we're in the service industry, mm-hmm. so I like building cool stuff. Yeah. Certainly, it's it's our mission to go out there and build interesting projects that add to the fabric of the community. But at the same time, if you come to me with a leak in your wall behind your electric panel, someone's got to fix it. And if I feel like it's something that someone on our team can tackle, uh, then I feel like it's my responsibility to get in and help. So, um, I don't know if that answers your question very clearly. it, It does.
2: It does. It just seems that, you know, um, that if someone had a very unique idea or let's let's convert this building into something else that that seems like right up your alley that you would say let's see what we can do with this.
3: Yeah, we're definitely drawn towards architecturally significant, engaging, interesting, unique mm-hmm. projects. You don't see us building the same cookie cutter home. houses yeah that's yeah. just not there are other builders that do that very well and, and hard to compete in that market and we don't want to we're more we're certainly heavily in the custom home renovation commercial mm-hmm. and that's the those are the projects that we gravitate towards
1: which is why the Instagram page is so cool and the Facebook all the pictures are so cool because every project is so interesting it's just not that you know the H I don't know you don't seem like the ki- kind of guy to watch a lot of HGTV so I don't
3: I've actually I don't have a television I've never had one okay, uh, good. my whole life but but at the Y they do show those yeah. in front of the exercise which every right. everyone so I'm running on the treadmill at the right. Y I see with no sound, the HDTV. Yeah,
1: well, we you know we, we talk about HDTV a lot because the purpose of the show is to kind of dispel those HDTV rumors and and talk about what's real versus what's HDTV, and uh, you know they do all the flip or flop, and and we always kind of joke that their design aesthetic is exactly the same on every single right. project and that's not the kind of thing you're going to find on Lauren Wood um, builder's website or facebook and instagram so all right we're going to go to our first break and come back and talk about the building and renovating process and where a homeowner starts because i think that a lot of people out there have that question so stick around you're listening to real real estate today your home for smart real estate <laughs>
0: are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit Real Real Estate Today. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel You count
3: Tune into Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out Follow the movement Meet guests who are shaking things up Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice Large or small, your part counts So join us Co-hosted by Helen Hillocks, Todd Benton, and Chris Reese. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety
4: Channel. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: listening to real real estate today to reach deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show please send an email to deb at real real estate that's deb at real real estate now back to this week's program
1: Okay, we're back. We're talking today with Lauren Wood of Lauren Wood Builders. Lauren, what's the best way people can contact you if they're interested in finding more information? Obviously, looking uh, looking you up on Facebook and Instagram.
3: Website is is probably the best place. Uh, www.laurenwoodbuilders.com. L O R E N Wood you. Builders. Thank you. We actually have a new website coming out today. Oh wow! I've not even seen it yet, but I believe it's live. Uh, there's a contact page on there. Email cool. is the best way to reach me. I'm typically on a job site or out and about during the day. Uh, my email is lauren at laurenwithbuilders.com, and please reach out if you got a project you want to talk about.
1: Absolutely, and I can vouch for that. He does his email at like 4 o'clock in the morning. So if you email him when you wake up in the morning, you can usually have a response.
3: Turn your... Notifications off Yeah exactly
1: (laughs) Right Exactly Um, Okay so I wanted to talk About just the process You've got And I don't know If this is on your new website Because I was going Through your old website Hopefully it still is Because you talked about The four part process And the four phases Of going through a, A rebuild or a renovation Project And so I want to talk a little bit about that. But I want to talk first about where does a homeowner start? That's a question that I get a lot, too. Um, And I know that a lot of people go to the builder first. And a lot of people say, well, do I need to find an architect or a designer? Or um, when do I use an architect versus a designer? So what can you help educate us about on that
3: process? Well, that's that's a good question, one that I think a lot about. Um, because I talked to a lot of homeowners who, who probably aren't ready to talk to me or haven't thought through the important things. I actually wrote a blog post on it and mm-hmm. then had my wife read through it to proofread it. And she said, you can't do a blog post. It's 30 pages long. <laughs> and then I was going to trim it down. I never did. But it's a hard because there's a lot of a lot of stuff you, you you need to think about. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when someone calls me to come over to their house and consult. I want to talk about the scope of work. Mm-hmm. What do you want done? How much do you want to spend on it? When do you want it done? I think those are three really important questions. And mm-hmm. maybe be shocked. I'm always repeatedly shocked at how often... Two people in a household aren't on the same page <laughs> with those questions. Yeah. let go work here, and one person says, we're doing the kitchen, and the other person says, I think we're doing the basement first. And mm. uh, you really need to be on the same page with that. Before you, you call someone. Yeah, and, and the, the money piece even, even bigger. Yeah. Because that budget is going to drive what you're actually able to do. And a lot of people have no idea what it costs to do stuff, and that's not their fault. They've not done big renovations
2: that's not their fault but you could also have someone in a household that I don't know they just think that they may understand the uh, pricing on a remodel and say oh I think that this is what we're going to spend and not really try to be realistic about it I mean do you ever come across clients like that?
3: Yes I do all the time I, I come across clients <laughs> who say here's what it's we're going to spend and here's what we're going to do and and a huge part of my job is disabusing people of their preconceived notions about what stuff costs bursting people's dreams yeah and it's it's hard (laughs) but it i've also found that it's just really important to talk about that right off the bat they don't want to waste their time or our time um and just be real realistic here's what money can buy and so we i i talk a lot about what money can buy in renovations Mm -hmm. um
2: Or just the quality of the materials that you use or where you get them from, not just, um, you know. Well, right. So
1: I had a flood at one of my rental houses, and we're in the process of dealing with insurance, which Karen's been through as well. And we were talking about insurance isn't covering new countertops, but while we're replacing the cabinets, we might as well put new countertops in. And the guy's like, you know, it's not like you just go to Menards and you buy some countertops that's misleading that they feel like you know and I love Menards but um, and they're like every day but it, it they don't tell you all the little bits and pieces that add in that you know probably end up doubling the cost plus then you throw in the issue of quality which a lot of people mm-hmm. don't give value to either um,
3: go ahead yeah I, I it's very common now for me to to go look at a project for the first time and the homeowners have idea books that they put together on House mm-hmm. um, or on Pinterest, Pinterest yeah. and they're all of million-dollar homes, and they've got a $30,000 budget to renovate half of their home, and it's, it's hard to try and align, try to help them align their goals, their taste, mm-hmm. their budget, the right. scope.
1: So, let me ask you, is there... Anything, that, like, in a dream world, like, that's what we kind of try to use this show for sometimes is to help people prepare better. Um, Are there things that people could be doing before they meet with you that would help? Like, or is the expectation that I'm going to present my ideas to my builder and then he's going to tell me no?
3: (laughs) So I met with a couple last night, incidentally. And... they had a lot of various projects they wanted done and it, it, that's a common visit for me. and I thought, okay, great. they've not really thought about what this is going to cost or what the timeline is or what they need. And they methodically walked me through every individual task that they wanted done and then they said, here's the budget that we think it'll will we'll handle it. And it turns out that budget was a really decent, target, I think, mm-hmm. for, for the scope that they had. I said, when do you want it done? They said, well, we'd really like to start in March, but we could start, you know, a little later in the spring. They, they ticked off all of the <laughs> points. I said, dream client, I dream said we client, really dream need client. A, a designer. We are just a builder. They said, we figured we would, but we thought we'd re- look for a good builder first, and we did our homework online, and you had a lot of really good reviews, so we reached mm-hmm. out to you. And they have done all of their homework. They knew they wanted a designer or were probably going to need one, but they wanted to vet their builder 1st um, they said we want to put together the right team, we know we want a pool, and we've actually talked some pool people, but we figured we wanted to work with a pool installer that the builder mm-hmm. had good experiences with and could work well with, and yeah, that's like, I'm Yeah, to like sign idea. up for this job, right Yeah, now.
1: that's awesome. How do you think they got a good handle on the cost?
3: They probably did a lot. It sounded to me like they have done quite a bit more homework than the average person. But right as I said that, I, I remember them saying that they've actually built two houses okay. prior to this project. Mm-hmm. So they had some real-world experience. And I will say that working for someone who has built before
2: mm-hmm.
3: is invariably – well, that's not true. It's oftentimes <laughs> easier because they, they know the true cost of stuff. Mm-hmm. They know what goes wrong. They know what goes the surprises. right. They know – what their weaknesses and strengths are in terms of decision-making and design. Right. Um, and they know what what to expect with the process.
1: Excellent. So while we're on the topic of money and finances, Karen, do you have any input on where people get this money? Because we always talk about, like, on HGTV, they just make it look like it's, oh, I'm going to buy this house and I'll have an extra $200,000 i'm not sure where it comes from to do the reno right i
2: mean every now and then someone will come to us and say you know um we my company we don't do true home equity loans uh that's more up like a bank or credit union alley like they'll take the equity out of the home and people can use that for these improvements mm-hmm. but a lot of time it's not covering the length of uh, or you know the amount of work that they want done and so they're looking for loan options that would allow them to say hey Um, I'm going to do this entire kitchen remodel, and I'll probably put about $50,000 into it. And I'd like my loan to be based off of what my house will be valued afterwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some programs that would allow someone to do that, but those get a little dicey. Mm -hmm. But they are out there for for people Mm -hmm. to inquire about. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times for... um, some basic remodels and things like when i say basic not like a whole kitchen remodel and change of floor plan um sometimes they may need to fund that themselves Mm
1: -hmm. and then come in and do a refinance afterwards Mm -hmm. to get the cash back so this is kind of a i don't know i was raised to not ask people about money things and like you know how much they make or where this comes from like that, that was sort of like the tradition mm-hmm. I was raised in, but I'm going to ask it anyways and feel very uncomfortable doing it. Do you ever ask for like proof of funds or proof of how people are going to pay when they're doing a big remodel you know, project or I do you d- just kind of go with your gut?
3: I don't, and uh, we talk a lot about this because mm-hmm. we do Tell my clients you really are the only one but <laughs> said, we do an awful lot of work and we certainly have had a handful of times when we just didn't get paid in the end and it's always a self-finance job where they're just paying as we go mm-hmm. and i love working with banks and with mortgage brokers because you know you're going to get paid all you have to do is do the work which we always do mm-hmm. um But to your earlier point, Mm -hmm. most, you know, in our renovation work, 75%, no, it's probably more than that. It's probably 90% just self-finance. Or rather, they don't have a conventional construction loan, Mm -hmm. renovation loan. They probably are borrowing money somewhere taken out of other investments or Mm -hmm. what have you. And they may well refinance the home at the end of it. Um, A small handful will... Especially for really, I mean, we do some renovations that are $500,000 plus. More often than not on those, they go through a construction loan, which is very much like uh, a new construction loan. Mm -hmm. where They have a contract with a builder and they have an estimate and they have plans that the bank can vet and praise, Mm -hmm. et cetera.
1: And one of the important parts when you're doing that kind of loan, because I think a lot of people think, you know, oh, yeah, I'll do that and I'll get money to do renovations, is that you do have to use a builder like Lauren Wood Builders. You know, you need to use someone who is approved by various banks, someone who has tax returns to show that they're a legit company that's done business for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of
2: lenders uh, kind of follow the same uh I don't know, the same uh, guidelines, but they'll they'll ask for like a, I don't know if I want to call it a builder's resume, but they will check References, up on, yeah, yeah, I've had that. Or how are they paying those vendors mm-hmm. if you're not paying the, you know, where you get material, materials from. Mm-hmm. If, or your subs, yeah. Yeah, right. there might be some problems.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, so on that note, and this has been on my mind a little bit recently, I think that even with, aside from the bank, I think the homeowners should do their homework on... Uh, the on the builder and and maybe ask for who their big suppliers are and call them and make sure they're getting paid and recommend them because
1: you know yeah, you know, we were talking that, about a situation that where, you know, so a builder was no longer building and kind of left some people in the lurch. Do you think that had the buyers made some calls, they could have maybe tracked that down a little bit?
3: Well, yes, and I think, yes, certainly in that case, but more broadly, uh I've, I've been out a couple of times just in the last year uh, where, I, in one case, a lawyer, in another case, the homeowner asked me to come look at a job that had gone bad mm. and make recommendations for how to remedy, and in the lawyer's case, to, to maybe just help them think through what the homeowner's position was. Yeah. And, and in one of the cases, I asked the homeowner, just very frankly, I said, well, how did you find this builder and they said well i saw him on facebook and had some really you know good reviews for bathroom remodel that they'd done Mm -hmm. and then they hired him to do this room addition and it was just they were over their head so I, i think people need to do their homework
2: I and, think that's and a in this great day point.
3: And age, It's easy to do your own. Yeah, thing. it
2: goes back to what Deb you've always said is like interview your realtor, mm-hmm. go in and ask questions, interview your lender, like any part of this process, do your own homework mm-hmm. to make sure that you feel comfortable that the person that you're about to let into your home right. is actually going to come through with the with the work that you're yeah anticipating for sure
3: just circle back to your question i should do my homework with that homework, <laughs> but, uh, that's hard to do and yeah but a lot of
1: us too have been doing that a long time you kind of trust your gut and you kind of have a sense of like you know eh, this one's going to be good or whatever yes. all right let's go to break another break and then we'll be back and we'll talk about uh, lornwood builders four-part process um in doing a project so hang in there you're listening to real real estate today your home for smart real estate
0: interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com.
3: Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's
2: Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
4: you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety.
2: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
4: VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Thanks for coming back. We are talking today with Lauren Wood of Lauren Wood Builders, and you can find him on laurenwoodbuilders.com uh, on their website and also on Instagram. What's your Instagram? What's that called? Handle? I'm not cool enough. I think Is it just talk- Lauren Wood? No, it's uh, Lauren Wood Builders. Lauren Wood Builders. Yeah, it's
3: Lauren, Lauren Wood Builders, L-O-R-E-N. Okay. Yes, yeah. thank you. I, was, I forget it's called Handle, too.
1: I, so. I don't know. I try to be cool, and then I end up look like an idiot. But anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk about the four part process that you have on your website, uh, the four different phases, uh, because I think this can help just sort of give people a starting place, because I think so many people are deer in headlights, you probably experience a lot of deer in headlights, like, I know I want to do this, what do I do now? Um, And, you know, I'm kind of going through this with uh, my insurance claim. And I'm like, I don't know what I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be asking. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. And I'm looking for someone to guide me and not so much, but anyways. So, phase one is establish the scope, which you said you kind of do a lot of meetings. Um, and does it... So, do you prefer that people start with you as opposed to a designer or an architect? Yes.
3: Please start with me. Okay.
1: <laughs> That's what I thought. I feel like I've had this conversation with you before. Um, or
3: Start with whomever your builder is to... If you were listening earlier, I was talking about a client I met with yesterday, and they said, we just want a team that works well together. There's a lot of good pool guys. There's a lot of good builders. There's a lot of good concrete guys. People have their insular teams. Mm -hmm. My tile guy works almost exclusively on my jobs. Um, You know, I work with a handful of designers and architects. There are other good ones out there, but mm-hmm. the ones that I work with are more responsive to me and we're a little more on the same page. If you look at a builder's website and you like what you see, it's in all likelihood due in some part to the designers that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, if you're drawn to that, you should call that builder. They're going to tell you what designers they use.
1: Okay. So and then, so you've got sort of a pool of designers yes. that you use, some of whom I would love to have as a guest yeah. on this show. Barry. Um, and then uh, so let me ask you this in in establishing the scope do people just like have you come over and they're like well we want to redo the kitchen or we want to blow out this wall and that's about all they know right I mean they've got their Pinterest or their house files of you know we like these tiles and we like this look but my guess is that they don't know anything structurally as to how doable that is is that something that you then kind of can take a look at pretty quickly
3: yes and that's a, a very common call for me come look at this i'm that i have a meeting later where we're looking at removing a wall adding a kitchen redoing the master bathroom it's a okay. very common remodel in bloomington's homes that were built with these compartmentalized spaces uh but you know it's just so, so, so Yes, people call and and they know they want their kitchen to change. They don't know if a wall can be moved, Mm -hmm. should it be moved, how it should be oriented, and whether or not they need a designer or an architect. And so typically in the first meeting, I'm looking at the difficulty of Mm -hmm. the job from my vantage point. Are things pretty clear? Are they going to stay fairly well situated as they are? Maybe it's pretty easy to see that this wall should go out. Mm whether or not it's a load-bearing wall, if, if the ensuing layout is pretty easy to see, my cabinet maker and I can work together to flesh out the design and move forward. If it's a really complex footprint or floor plan mm-hmm. and I'm not easy, easily able to wrap my mind around how, how it could be best optimized to, to meet their needs, then I'll recommend designers that we work with often. On that type of remodel,
1: so designers aren't necessarily required,
3: but they're appreciated. Yeah, but
1: they are appreciated. That's yeah. great to know. That's that's an excellent, uh, excellent tip for people to kind of. Think. consider building that into your budget because I yeah. think you'll be happier. One of the things I work a lot um, with Bloomington Restorations and, the, and we go into a lot of older homes and we uh, use the term amongst us, I'm sure other people use it too, remodeled. Something's been remodeled instead of remodeled because you walk in you know that it wasn't originally designed to be this way and it just feels weird. Um, and that's one of the reasons I strongly recommend to people um, you know, to use a builder who's got some sense about them and a uh, probably a designer too because I can't tell you the number of homes you've walked in and you're just like something's just weird about this house
3: yeah so I will say I've never heard that term before because we don't remodel anything right no that's either but, but I, I do often say well I tell people we're not you know there are design build firms I am not one there are a mm-hmm. handful in town and I'll recommend people to uh, them if, if they're looking for a, a one-stop shop mm-hmm. we Personally, in, in, in our outfit, I've decided to specialize in building. We're a build-build firm. And I think a designer brings a, spe- a special skill set. And I've looked at lots of houses that have been remodeled that look like a spaceship settled down on top of them. And yeah or next to them and that's that's the addition
1: right Um, and then you end up with a bathroom that's like in the middle of the kitchen which is kind of gross to a lot of people and
3: yeah you know I I have a lot of skills as a builder I'm not a designer a good designer comes with a lot of a good designer slash architect comes with a lot of personal focused experience on creating floor plans and livability that really work and flow and feel good and You know, when people say, well, I love everything on your website, I have to give credit to to all the designers who design that. All I can take credit for is the execution of the details.
1: Right, which is important. Um, Phase two on your website of the four-part process is the design and costing. So that's when you've kind of figured out what the scope of the project is, and you're going to go back and do your magic and try and come up with a number.
3: Yeah, and I, I phase one should say establish the scope in the budget. Yeah, I, don't know if I could change that right now with the website redesign. <laughs> okay,
1: um, I'm glad I'm helping you out here.
3: Because that budget should drive the design. Yeah, when you go to your okay. architect or designer, don't give them carte blanche approval. Is that how you pronounce that? I'm yeah, really yeah, not great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't use that in my everyday vocabulary, but I would say yes. So we all
1: should. Budget and drives they the
3: need design. To know what they're shooting for. Yeah. You don't want to pay an architect to do a million dollar remodel for your $50,000 budget. Uh, so we establish the scope, establish the budget, and then we decide who is the design team. Maybe it's just me and the homeowner. Maybe uh-huh. it's, and that's if we're just fleshing out finishes. Maybe yeah. It's me, the homeowner, and the tile supplier, uh, or the cabinet maker, or more often, an architect. Uh, or architect slash designer
0: mm-hmm.
3: and then we coordinate with the homeowner and the design team through that process which can be pretty short if the scope is really limited mm-hmm. and, and discrete, concise or it can be six months to a year or longer depending on the complexity of the project the decision making abilities of the homeowner mm-hmm. how well they mesh with the design team huh.
1: And then in phase three, when you're doing the actual construction and the build out, uh, my biggest question about that, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I guess I have two questions about that. Um, what kind of communication should a homeowner expect from their contractor? That's a good qu- I mean, I'll give him a minute to think about that. But that's a really good question
2: that I never even considered. I... I guess in my line of work, I'm supposed to be in constant communication mm-hmm. or at least, I don't know, and I I was thinking the same thing because, like, I would just come home and then the, the the people would be gone and I'd be like,
1: oh, okay, I can kind of see what's been done. Or they didn't today. come the next day, but you don't really know why and maybe there was a good reason, yeah. but, yeah. yeah. So that's that, a good question. That is
3: a really common complaint, the one they just yeah. gave. To answer your question, I just I picked up my phone. Yeah. She said that. I looked to see how many text messages I've gotten from current clients. Yeah in the 10 minutes since the last break and it's several we are in constant, constant communication yeah. constant yeah uh and i think that that's really really important for a handful of reasons one uh case in point today i was in a meeting i got a phone call from a client i i was in a meeting so i just hit ignore i'll call them back after the meeting they called right back i answered it they said hey i saw this problem with the drywall and the insulation the drywall's going up right now i want to change it I called one of my guys. I said, get over there right now and let's change this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The construction site is a really dynamic, complex, Mm -hmm. messy, chaotic, problematic process. And someone needs to be on it all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I just feel very much on call. So for that reason, to stay on top of the dynamic, complex, Mm ever-changing environment of the job site. Second piece is just for the, the peace of mind and comfort of the client that most clients have not built renovated whatever project they're doing it's very likely their first one mm-hmm. like that and they don't understand it and they come home and they see something that doesn't look right more often than not it's just not done yet but Right. they don't understand that and they're not going to sleep that night <laughs> if they think that you're screwing up their house and a quick response to a phone call or an email or a text message can put someone's mind at ease
2: mm-hmm.
3: or you're Guys aren't showing up tomorrow morning because the windows didn't show up, or it's going to rain, or the power line got cut by a that happened yesterday on a job. I just <laughs> texted, "Why aren't yeah. the stone guys working?" Because the power is out and they can't use their concrete yeah. saw. Uh, that amount of communication is necessary to, to give the clients confidence in the process, and it is an incredibly expensive project. A twenty thousand yeah. project is expensive and sure.
1: $500,000 yeah.
3: project, even more. Yeah, so it's, it's it's one of the biggest investments people yeah. make in their life, yeah. and we need to remember that, and we have a lot of responsibility to be good stewards of that money and that investment and that confidence that the, that the clients have put in your team, and, and we have to help them sleep at night.
1: Right. So if that... Last little segment there doesn't make you want to hire Lorne Wood Builders <laughs> as your one and only contractor. Then I don't know what to tell you. Um, I definitely think if you're interviewing contractors, that's a you know you should ask for references from past customers, and you should ask that question. How often did they communicate with you? Um, I've had some people uh, like some homeowner associations call me about, and they would ask that question, and that's a really good question to ask if you're trying to figure out. A lot of people know. Well, I probably should talk to a few builders and call references, but I don't know what to ask. So I'm telling you that's a question Mm -hmm. to ask is how often do they communicate with you and how often you know were they on the job site when they said they were going to be and communicate why they weren't and that sort of thing it makes all the difference in the world we've got to take our last break and then we were going to come back and uh, talk about uh, some of lauren's favorite projects that he has going on and uh, and how we can find out more so stick around you're listening to real real estate today your home for smart real estate
4: stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brains firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested
0: in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to RealRealEstateToday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Dev service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com.
2: America Variety.
4: Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: All right, welcome back to our last segment. We are talking today with Lauren Wood of Lauren Wood Builders. You can contact him on LaurenWoodBuilders.com. And I find him on Instagram and on Facebook for great pictures of his projects to get some inspiration. Lauren, I want to ask you, are there some trends that you're seeing now? Like, have you seen in, in the time that you've been in business, have you seen kind of trends come and go? Um, you know, I know you work on a lot of really unique stuff. And so that tends to be not your typical oak cabinets and, you know. <laughs>
2: like heated floors in the bathroom or something like that well, or, I,
3: well energy efficiency
1: like, things
2: I or, feel
3: like we're always on the cutting edge of the trends yeah so pretentiously I feel like uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yes, what's they' are stealing our ideas yeah, uh, yeah you know. I, I don't I think trends are more like you're seeing wallpaper come back in. Yeah, for sure. Stain trim come back in. Okay. You know, for a long, last several years, you know, seven years ago, six years ago, people, cabinets started, it probably started earlier than that, but I think it started in a really big way, taking a turn towards the contemporary. And uh, I've been seeing just the last couple of years, some deviation from that on the kitchen cabinetry and bathroom cabinetry. I have my
2: finger on the pulse. No, I was going to say, <laughs> hey, um, so here in Bloomington, we have like the Parade of Homes. Yeah. So for the listeners that don't know what that is, is that, um, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 homes are open. Uh, as as you're, you're usually in that. You can buy tickets. I and think you, can you can won an award, you, didn't you? I mean, I, I would volunteer in my, you know through my services or you know real estate or the being a lender I'm like oh I'll I'll sit in one of those Mm -hmm. houses because you do walk into one of your designs and you're just inspired and then you go back to like my world and you go okay but that's not how I live like you know (laughs) how can I incorporate some of those great things into where Mm -hmm. I am now but yeah a lot of your work is amazing Mm -hmm. and I I would say that you have the pulse on for sure what is yet to happen with the rest of us
3: we've been lucky and we work with good designers
2: yeah (laughs) he keeps saying that my wife
3: a lot of credit on a lot of our early decisions yeah from a design yeah standpoint but back to other fads you know I I see wallpaper coming Mm -hmm. back yeah Uh, which is neat. For a long time, I hated wallpaper, but not if it's
1: one wall, I'm good with that. Yeah, and not behind a lot of stuff. So when you strip it, oh, <laughs> don't wallpaper behind your toilet because man, and that's just tough to strip. And don't
3: but. also adopt the same design for your curtains and your couches. Oh yeah, and it's wallpaper. all
1: the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that would be weird. And I'm not. I'm still not. Borders aren't back though, right? B- wallpaper borders. Oh, maybe kids' rooms. Oh, kids' <laughs> rooms. Yeah. Just tell me, I love a white kitchen. Is that still, is that timeless?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think subway tile is timeless. Yeah, white I love subway, yeah. Timeless. Mm-hmm. Hexagonal tiles.
1: Oh, yeah. There's some really cool mm-hmm.
3: stuff. I, yeah, I love a shaker-style white kitchen. That's, the, that's what my kitchen is. Too. Yeah, perfect.
1: Uh, okay. It doesn't go with my house. I live in like a yeah. hundred-year-old house, and it's all like you know the original wood trim, real wide mm-hmm. boards and stuff. And I look at the kitchen all the time, and I think, how can I turn this into a white kitchen? Because I just don't think it would work. But that's my dream. What's the what's the the newest um, uh, coolest countertop material?
3: Oh, I don't know. Of course, is still yeah. Amazing, I love quartz, probably.
1: And I think that's a, a, a misconception a lot of people have because you know we never really got. Uh, you know, you go out, I guess, HGTV or East Coast, West Coast, and everybody has granite countertops regardless of the price point of the house. Mm-hmm. Here, you kind of got to get up to three to 400000 before you really start to see tons and tons of granite. You see it every now and then, but it's not an expectation. But it's still, people talk about granite all the time. And I, I'm with you. I love quartz. It's beautiful.
3: It's more resilient than, yeah. than, than granite. You have a lot more... Options and uniformity, too. I mean, you pick out certain style of, I'm not going to say any brand names here, you know, but a certain color in there, and, and, and you know what it's going to look like. Where's the granite? You have to go mm. pick out the slab. It's a little mm. more onerous yeah. process to mm-hmm. really get the exact piece you want. Figure out where
1: you want to cut it mm-hmm. and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, what uh, are you doing a lot of things with energy efficiency? Seems to be a buzzword.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we, by default, you won't find the word green on our website because I think it's overused mm-hmm. and used to sort of make me throw up my mouth. But I've
1: gotten,
3: <laughs> I've gotten over that. I just believe that people should, as a matter of course, be building homes that are thoughtful of the energy efficiency. Oftentimes, comfort mm-hmm. of the home is tied very closely to the efficiency of the design and the package, and also just the uh, The carbon footprint on on the planet, whether or not you believe that global warming is a real thing, uh, it takes a lot of – if you ever worked on a construction site, you see how much stuff is going into the trash, you Mm -hmm. see how much uh, it costs to heat and cool at home during construction, and then thereafter there's – there are a few downsides to building a really energy efficient home other than the cost. And there are a lot of things that you can do that pay off. There are some that aren't mm-hmm. or that don't rather. And and so we work with each client to look at their needs. And there are a lot of things we do as a default, um, that we just think makes sense for a comfortable, uh, efficient mm-hmm. construction. But beyond that, like if someone wants say solar panels, we talk about the cost mm-hmm. and pay off and, um,
1: Geothermal. Yeah, that
3: we seems to be a good one. Although, I, mm-hmm. you know, the, the federal tax, tax credits mm-hmm. have gone away, and so that um, yeah. changes the math. For, yeah. for a long time, it just made sense.
1: Yeah,
3: right. Uh, when compared to a uh, high efficiency gas furnace. Right, or, but now
1: so. you have like a 10 or 15 year payback on yeah, it. Longer.
3: Yeah, longer. Um, but insulation always mm-hmm. pays faster and mm-hmm. has a bigger impact. I think than geothermal. So I always say okay. when people bring up geothermal. To my HVAC people, <laughs> commercial services, I'll go ahead and give them a shout out. Yeah, please. The only people I work with. Yeah, they're uh, great. We like them. They do a good job with the geothermal, but I always think your money money is better spent on doing a really quality insulation and in, and in air sealing package, putting in some mechanical ventilation by way of an ERV, an mm-hmm. energy recovery vent- ventilator, uh, and then just you know, high efficiency. Uh, a heat pump, a rare yeah. heat pump, or a um, high efficiency gas furnace. Yeah.
1: I've always, one of the things I've noticed about some of your projects, and I, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but... Um, there's a lot of big windows in a lot of your projects. And uh, and I always wonder about the efficiency of that because people seem to think they, they correlate windows with inefficiency. And I don't think that's necessarily, it, it's not the bulk. I've, I read some numbers somewhere and I can't remember what it was now, but it's like, you know, it, it's really, you're going to get, you know, insulation is going to have more of an impact than mm-hmm. windows. Um, but yeah, you've definitely got some some big windows going on in some of those projects which is kind of cool so
3: to, to answer that question mm-hmm. I mean windows are less efficient than an insulated wall no doubt right because so it's a whole. a whole wall of windows that is inefficient yeah. by its very nature yeah but there are ways that you there, there are higher quality windows that function a lot better you can get triple glazed yeah you know and thermally broken I mean most windows are getting better and better yeah. but they're certainly high end windows yeah but
1: Awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And um, if again, if you want to contact Lauren about uh, a project or questions, I'm sure he would happily answer those. And you can find him on the website, laurenwoodbuilders.com. There's a contact us page and you can contact him there. And I know he's great about getting back um, to people and follow him on Instagram. Get inspired by the pictures that are out there. And I really need to see some pictures of the McDowell Church that's being turned into a yoga and climbing studio I hadn't I didn't know that's what they were doing with it and that is so cool so a lot of really cool projects going on out there in Bloomington and hopefully it inspires the rest of the world as well thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll be back next week with another great show on real real estate today your home for smart real estate
0: Thank you for tuning into Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.